Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Thanks, Scott. Well, good morning, everyone. It is, a, it is really wonderful to be here. And um, Nick and I have so much appreciated the space that uh, you guys have afforded for us to spend with the Lord and with each other and our family, our kids and, and, and our, our parents. And it's, it's been a really rich time for us relationally. And uh, we want to say thank you. We want to say thank you for that. And the way you, you've prayed for us, you've sent little messages of encouragement along the way to us, and all of that has just landed well. And so we want to say thank you. And um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a real joy to be back. And, um, and, 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 you know, Nicole will catch up with you, and she can share a few thoughts another, another time. But... Um, we personally in our marriage have had a, a really enriching time. It's been great for our relationship to have this time out and, um, and just learn to hear each other's hearts again. You know, when you get into the rhythm of daily living, sometimes you just get in these, I don't know, routines. And, um, and not that routine's bad, you know. Routine's okay. But sometimes you... You miss who's in the routine with you <laughs> and you just get caught in the routine. And um, so we've had a really wonderful time in our marriage and um, each of our, our children, we've had the opportunity to spend time with them. They're at this amazing stage in their lives where they're all just about sort of off into their adult life and so we're, our lives are changing as a result of that and um, it's been really special to have time with each of them and, uh, and with our parents as well. As you know, most of you know, as p- particularly is um, you know, Nick's dad is, um, he just turned 84 the other day, but he, he's got a very, very developed Parkinson's and um, so he can't, he can barely walk now. And so we were able to help get them up to, out of their little unit and up to the Sunshine Coast and help them enjoy the, the water and the simplicity of sunshine and breeze and just stuff like that, sand, good, you know, good stuff, creation, God stuff. And it was a real treat to be able to help them get up there and get settled in and spend a few days with them and then go back there again and help them come back home again. So thanks, thanks. God's been really good to us in all of that. And... um, (coughs) I was just sharing with Michael as we were starting worship this morning. Um, I was out walking one morning out by the dam and out in the bush and I was very aware of God's presence near me. And, um, and I was walking and just looking around and, and I, was so over, I was a bit overcome by the intensity of his nearness, which I thought was a great song we finished there in our worship time. His nearness, and I, I ended up at the top of my voice, started yelling out, "You're hemming me in! You're hemming me in!" You know, the, the goodness and the mercy of God was pursuing me and was hemming me in. It was like He was, even though I was in this really vast, expansive piece of creation, it was like His nearness was just like coming around me, and He was hemming me in, and it was I, I couldn't get away. <laughs> I couldn't get away. And it's, that's what our, our leave has been like. His mercy has 
pursued us and come after us and hemmed us in and we're just we're just very thankful for for that time that we've had and god's presence in that hey this morning i'm going to just sort of set the scene for a little bit of conversation we might have over the next few weeks and as we um, spend some time in the bible and and what god's up to with you with us with our local church what in what on earth is going on in the world (laughs) you know we can't just everything is like in the flip of a coin in the space of 48 hours you know it was like well i you know i turned the radio on this morning and they said you know the world is like changing rapidly and it's awkward it's difficult it's uncomfortable and um one of the things that that that, um i feel like god wants to invite us to is is to be a people who don't give up but do give over a people who don't give up but a people who do give over our lives to what the lord's doing in this moment right here in our own little heart in our own families in our own streets not give up but give over two very different realities and i feel like the lord wants to invite us to when we look out and see what's going on you know we're living in pandemic crazy time it's like i had all these plans to go interstate <laughs> i had all these plans to go overseas that just that's not happening <laughs> may not be happening for a while um I mean, you know, you open your eyes and you look out what's going on in the world. I was just talking to Brad and Donna, you know, they were saying before worship that, um, you know, just looking at what's going on in Afghanistan, you know, you see these little children and, and they just said to me, oh, we'll, we'll take two, we'd just take two of them straight away, you know, just we'll take them. You know, the, our heart is reaching out to these difficult circumstances and places and these realities that are going on and both in the natural and the great spiritual contest that's taking place around that and through it and it's in the midst of that it can be a bit overwhelming and really what can tend to happen is it can back us into a corner where we feel disempowered and we feel very um hopeless and I feel like the Holy Spirit in this hour is inviting people to not give up, but to give over to what Jesus is doing right now, right now, and be a people of hope. Everything and everyone is groaning. Um, Tom Wright said this. Uh, we might flick to the next slide. Thanks, guys. Tom Wright, it's a good little read if you, if you want to get yourself a book it's called God and the Pandemic. He wrote it a month or so back. Um, he's a theologian from the UK, really great teacher. Anyway, he says this. He says, When the world is going through great convulsions, the followers of Jesus are called to be the people of prayer at the place where the world is in pain. How's that for an invitation from God? Not to run away from the pain, not to ignore the pain, not to try and avoid the pain, but to find our place as Jesus' people and our role right there in the crux 
of where the pain is manifesting the most. Now, we here at the Vineyard, we love the ministry of healing. So we understand we love to bring the kingdom to where it's hurting in people physically. But let's just broaden that out a little bit here. Let's, where's the pain in people's relationships? Where's the pain in marriages that are breaking down? Where's the pain in, you know, in um, some of the decisions that the people that we love the most are making that we know are going to set themselves up for more pain? Uh, economic pain. There's so many small business people in this country right now who are in pain and they're saying, we don't want any more money. We're deep enough in debt as it is. Don't give us any more money. We just want to be able to operate. That's, there's a place of pain there. The families can't get together around the country right now or even internationally. It's like there's pain. And it's, Afghanistan obviously is a, just a terrible reality of human tragedy and pain. And Tom says, Tom Wright says, the followers of Jesus are called to be the people of prayer right there in the crux of pain. Now, most of us, uh, let alone wrestling with the idea of pain um, and how we don't like it, <laughs> obviously, um, most of us would read something like that and go, well, I don't, I don't, I'm not a person of prayer. Well, I, th I, th I think the Bible wants to redefine what we think prayer really is. And Jesus invites us to a redefinition of what prayer is, a life of prayer. And, and if you've got your Bible, let's just quickly open it up to Romans chapter 8. We're going to put that on the, next, on the slide up there. <coughs> Romans chapter 8. And I'm just going to pick up a few verses here. Um, if you haven't got a Bible with you, you can check it on the screen if you can read it up there. But Romans chapter 8, Paul says this. Now, it's interesting because the setup here is he's talking about for the life of the follower of Jesus, there's this thing, this reality called living in the generosity of the Spirit of God. And he, he just paints this amazing picture of freedom. In fact, he starts Romans 8 with the first words in Romans 8 are, there is therefore now no condemnation. No condemnation. And at the end... At the end of Romans 8, he's, he says, he's basically saying there's no giving up because there's nothing that can separate us from the love of God. And, and wedged right in the middle of that, he puts this amazing sort of revelation on what it means to live in the fullness of the Holy Spirit as Jesus' people. But listen, but listen to this. He says there, he says, we know that the whole creation has been groaning. Say that word, groaning groaning <laughs> I groan when I have to get out of my lounge chair <laughs> I groan when I have to think about things I don't want to think about I groan when I have to spend money on things I'd rather not spend it on and would rather spend it on other things groaning the whole of creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time not only so, now you, you women you, that have had children, you would understand this way better than us blokes of what that is like to have a child, to bring a child into the world and the associated pain of that. 
And it's interesting, so, uh, you know, I remember after Nicole had, had, um, had Caitlin, our first child, you know, and that was quite a, quite a full-on experience for her. It was full-on for me just being there. <laughs> I was like, this is mad, oh, amazing, you know, and all that. And all of the pain in the moment, and yet after Caitlin was born, it wasn't too much further down the road. Nicole said, oh, you know, I think we should have another child. Did you forget the pain? <laughs> it's like, yeah, somehow the pain, the pain had its place. But it didn't shut down the opportunity of a, fu- of a future with more children. Anyway, uh, not only so, so creation's been groaning. Let's put another little picture to that. Uh, you know, the whole, the whole earth is groaning. It's got volcanoes, floods, fires. It's just groaning. Not only so, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly. So who's the author of the groaning? Who's the author of the groaning? When you see the injustices that are going on in the earth today, and there's that deep groan in you, who's authoring that? Not only is creation groaning, but we ourselves, we who have the first fruit of the Holy Spirit, groan inwardly as we eagerly await our adoption as son into sonship the redemption of our bodies for in this hope we were saved but hope that is seen is no hope at all who hopes for what they already have But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. And in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. We do not know what we ought to pray. You found yourself in a situation where it's like, oh God, what do I pray for this person in this moment? You know that moment? Where you, and, and you're presented with circumstances and situations that are beyond your ability to fix them and resolve them. And that, that thing goes on in you. It's like, oh God, what are we going to do? How are we going to do this? That, that's, that's also going on in us. And in those places, the Spirit comes and intercedes for us with wordless groans. Now, I could do a whole big teaching on the, the gift of, of tongues, and I think tongues is a, is a legitimate outworking of something that Paul's touching on there. But I think also he's touching on something that is, is just this deep, internal, human heart response to connecting with this work of the spirit where often all we can do is just go oh and groan 
And he who searches our hearts and minds uh, knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. So just jump onto that next slide for me. <clears throat> this word groan, it's interesting. It's not an activity. I mean, we, all, we, we, we hear this as an activity of this is something that I do. But Paul's not writing it like that. Paul's saying this is something that we do as the people of Jesus in the earth. Nobody else in the earth carries this together for the sake of God and the well-being of people like Jesus' people do. Not as individuals, but as this group of people together we groan. We wrestle to try and figure out how are we going to solve the poverty in our region. Oh, how are we going to see the young people in our schools come to a living relationship with Jesus? How are we going to see um, you know, the, our children's children know the favour of God on their life? How are we going to see the sick healed? It's, it's something that we do together. Prayer is something that we do, Paul's saying, together. So when you see someone groaning or you, you feel the groan for someone else, the Spirit is in you saying, hey, pay attention. Pay attention to that person. Look a little longer. Listen a little deeper. Be a little more present. Allow the Spirit to bring you into relationship with each other. Groaning. Where is the groan? Well, we love to pray for the, for the physical healing. Right now, one of, I think one of the best gifts we have as the people of Jesus is that when, um, you know, right now, our, our culture, everyone is just mentally worn out, taxed, and fatigued. There is just a mental drain going on right now in our country. And everyone is spent. I mean, it's a big generalisation saying that, but there's a lot of people who are just mentally spent and are having a hard time just holding daily life in a place of health and as a result are choosing to make decisions to try and help that pain get through, you know, that mental fatigue. Can, can I encourage you that just when, if you've got someone that you know is mentally exhausted, just mentally fighting to have a, a sense of health and life and perspective, grab one or two others and pray for them. Do it together. Reach out to them. Please pray for them, their mental well-being. Because like Paul says there, um, and he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit. There is a health, a mental health in the person of the Holy Spirit. Invite him. Emotional, where is the emotional groan happening in your life? Just think about the, the relationships that you're in. Your primary ones, marriages, children, grandparents, workplace. Just think of the the relationship network that you're in and where is the groan happening right now? 
Where is the Holy Spirit stirring you to bring the kingdom? And spiritually, where are you seeing the great spiritual contest that's going on in your life, around you, and in our world? Let's just jump on to the next slide. Groaning happens because of two things. It happens because of two things. We groan inwardly because we realise, I'm broken. We're broken. This whole thing we're living in, it's not working right. And that's why we groan. We groan when people drive past us too quickly. We groan about anything and everything because something's not right. It's all broken. I drive up here on a Sunday morning and, you know, this morning I praise the Lord because there was no extra, you know, burning of rubber on the road. But some days I turn up and I just, my first response is, oh, <laughs> it's like I've got to clean up. <laughs> but I didn't have to. God was, God was very good. Um, but we groan because things aren't, working the way they should be but at the same and and so it's important to pay attention to that the holy spirit brings light and focus to that but he also brings light and focus to the fact that we groan because we're also filled with hope you see the the spirit of god is the power that rose christ from the dead so if he can bring like and our bodies wait for this. Paul talks about our physical bodies. There's a physical outworking of the Holy Spirit's power to bring resurrection, renewal, restoration, all of it, to bring the kingdom. So there, on the one hand, we're groaning because, oh, I can see this is broken. And yet at the same time, we're groaning because there's hope in us to say, well, let's see the kingdom come. It's not oh, I'm broken, I'm going to go and sit in the corner and let all of this stuff beat me into that place. No, we acknowledge the pain, the brokenness, and we pay attention to the other work of the Spirit that says, now is the time for the kingdom to come. That's why you're feeling the acuteness of why it's broken, because the Spirit is on the move. And he wants to make things like Jesus does. Like Jesus in the power of the Spirit to live our life. Prayer is, is way more than just a, 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 like a, a rote activity. This is a life of the Holy Spirit. Now, the, um, the, I just want to say, over the next little while, we're gonna, we are going to have a little bit of a look at that prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Some of you may have grown up praying that. Some of you have maybe been a part of sports clubs where you pray that before you go on the field. Um, pray it for all sorts of reasons. They pray it at the start of Parliament. I'm glad they pray that. I'm really glad they're praying that. <laughs> um, but we're going to unpack that. And so this morning what we're going to do is we're going to read it together out loud. We're going to read it together. It's going to be our corporate prayer, our groan together. We're going to pray it together out loud. And then I'm just going to point out two, a few little things and, and, and then we'll unpack it over the next little while, starting from the Our Father. 
someone I was reading or listening to during the week, they said, oh, our, our first prayer tends to be, oh, God, fix this, we need help. Da, 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 da. And, but Jesus, when Jesus says to his disciples, hey, look, if you want to know what to pray, um, why don't you start with the Father? Not with the problem. Start with the Father. And he will bring his kingdom to the problem. As you pray, pray like that. And we'll, so we'll do that. But if, if we can just go to the next slide. I've got it up on the screen there. Um, and I'm going to invite us, so we're just all reading it off the one thing together. <clears throat> so well, actually, why don't we just, let's, let's stand and we'll pray this together. Remember, this isn't empty words. This is Jesus saying, hey, guys, there's something about this. If you want to see the kingdom come in your world, here's a, here's a really good runway. Okay, let's pray this together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Amen. Grab a seat. <clears throat> now, Jesus is a good Jew, right? <clears throat> Jesus is a good Jew. He, 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 so prayer for the Jew, for the Jewish person, uh, you read right through the Old Testament and into the New, uh, prayer is such a central part of their life a life soaked in prayer. And so Jesus is a good Jew. He's drawing on all of his, his ancestry and his story of the people of God in Israel. They love to pray. And Jesus says, um, basically, there's a few things about this prayer. I'll, I'll go to, well, actually. <clears throat> so the first thing you've got to know about this, this is a, like a temple prayer. This is a prayer that, type of prayer that happens when the Jewish people would come to the temple. Now the temple on earth, you look at the, you look at the, um, the tabernacle in the desert through to the building of the temple in Jerusalem. The, the temple, right in the middle of the temple, it was all designed and decorated basically to be this one place on the earth where heaven and earth meet and, and the presence of God dwells. Okay? So now, so Jesus, when Jesus starts to pray and he starts to teach them about praying, he's saying, guys, this is a heaven and earth thing where God is present and there's no heaven up there and earth down here and big gap in between. Jesus is saying, hey, this is a God is with us kind of prayer. So when you're praying, Jesus is saying, you're coming into a really rich history of God walks the world on the earth with his people wherever they go. Now the radical move is, if we go on to the next slide, the radical move is as we start to pray this prayer, we start to see where there is isolation and separation and brokenness, we start to see the healing of the kingdom come 
and the earth begins to look a little bit more like heaven because it was always meant to be this connected place, not disconnected and fractured. And so as people receive healing, heaven and earth, as people get mental relief and new life and the fatigue and the oppression and the spiritual um, pressure comes off, heaven and earth. Relationships are restored, heaven and earth. This is, this is the kind of when Jesus is saying, when you pray, you, you've got to realize you're entering into this space where God's with us. The other thing is it's a prayer of invocation. <clears throat> Interesting though, for Jesus growing up as a Jew, there was only one place where the presence of God was. It was in the temple. But now through Christ, he's poured out his spirit onto all flesh. So where is the temple now? Wherever your feet find you, there is the, temp- the presence of God, the heaven and earth, spirit-filled, healing presence of God is wherever your feet find themselves as followers of Jesus. So, so when, when, when Jesus teaches these guys to pray, and we'll learn this over this next little while, it's a prayer of invocation. What we're saying is wherever I step that doesn't look like the generous rule of our loving God, who has made all things new and possible through the lordship of his son, Jesus Christ, who came, died on the cross, paid for all the brokenness and sin, died and on the third day rose again and now in his resurrection glory rules and reigns from the heavens. We're saying that is taking place right here, wherever I walk. It's a prayer of let that be the case. And whenever we do that too, by the way, we tend to get a little bit of discouragement along the way. We feel like, who am I to even presume such a thing? Well, Paul says that's why you're groaning, because you're waiting for your true adoption to your true identity, to who you really are as Jesus people. That's, that's, it's on the basis of that that we get to step into these places and go, I can be so bold as to ask for that sickness to leave, for that, that depression to go, for a miracle to come because of the Lordship of Christ and the power of the Spirit. It's a prayer of invocation and it's a prayer of kingdom activation. This needs to look a lot more like God loves it let the kingdom come and see the activation of the kingdom intersect with the circumstance. Why, why, there's so much involved in this, this encouraging discipleship, relationship, prayer that Jesus empowers his people with. And we're going to get stuck into it over the next little while. But for right now, today, I just wanted to set the scene And I want to ask you a few questions as we finish. Where is the Holy Spirit at work in you and through you today? Often 
you're going to find invitations to spaces that are awkward, difficult, beyond our ability to fix, and even inconvenient. But this is the work of the Spirit saying, come here, look at what's happening here. Where is the Spirit at work in you? Where is the Spirit at work around you? Where is the Spirit at work in us as the people of Jesus? Let's just take a little minute just to give ourselves permission to answer those questions. What are the groaning points that you've been trying to ignore because they're hard and difficult and scary and yet it's the Holy Spirit inviting you to step into those places with the love of God and the power of the Spirit? Pay attention to the work of the Spirit in this hour. He is moving and no one brings the kingdom like Jesus' people filled with the Spirit. The Lord said to me this week, Kirk, I'm here to empower you and to partner with you as you hand over and you enter into the Spirit who is groaning to the Father for all those very things that you yourself are groaning about. Father, I pray today in the generosity of your son, Jesus, you'd fill us with your spirit. Fill us again with your Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. More. More. Be filled more, even more. The pressure that's on your heads right now. Welcome the presence of the Holy Spirit. the unresolved tensions in your heart. Come, Holy Spirit. Breathe there. 
We want to see the kingdom come. That's it, more Lord. We welcome you. Draw us deeper into the work of your spirit that we might fully live and those around us would come alive to you as well, Jesus. More, God. For the marriages, Lord, that we know are breaking and hurting right now and are under pressure, oh, God, fill us with your spirit. Show us how to pray. For the people whose businesses and the kids in school just and all over the country have just been like, it's been a tough time, Lord. Have mercy. Pour out your spirit, Lord. And where the, where the work of the enemy is, is wielding his activity in the background of all of this and through it all as well, oh God, bring your kingdom. Break its power, we ask in the name of Jesus. All of that demonic infrastructure that's at play right now, be in the name of Jesus, we break its power off our life. We break it off our, our children and our grandchildren in the name of Jesus. We break it off our work colleagues. We groan with the Spirit and we ask for the King to bring his Lordship into that. Come, Lord Jesus. Let us be a people who are animated and filled with the power of the Spirit. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Let us groan this week, Lord. Let our hearts come alive to the work of your Spirit. May we see heaven and earth collide. May we see invasion of your Spirit on people that we love and even the strangers that we don't know. And may we see it transformed. Our, our lives and the people around us transformed. We want to see your kingdom come, Lord. We do not give over. We do not give up. We give over to you, Jesus. We give over to you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. There's a deep work going on in the room right now. Pay attention. So I do ask, Lord, just in this next little while, once again, help us to be a teachable people and teach us to pray. For your greater glory in the earth, we ask it. In your precious name, King Jesus. And if you're in the room right now and you're like, I just want to do, I, I, I do need to, just get myself sorted with my relationship with Jesus. Now's a good time to do that. Just boldly come before him. Just boldly come before him in, in, in your heart right now. Lay all the junk and the sin and the rebellion and the, just the addictions, just put it all in front of him. And say, Jesus, this is all I've got to bring. This is who I am.
Lay, lay yourself deep into his mercy and let his forgiveness come and wash you clean. And be set free now. And be filled with the Spirit. Thank you, God. Oh, this is good. This is really good. It's good to be home. <laughs> so good to, it's good to be home. It's so good to be home. I bless you this week. I, I, I bless you to let the Holy Spirit teach you how to pray. And when we get together again, we'll do some more of this together. And we're going to wait on the Lord a bit together. And we're just going to let that work of his spirit grown in us together and through us together and it's going to have practical application outworkings because we'll see the kingdom come i'm looking forward to this next little bit of teaching that the lord's got us on hey that's that's it if you're here today and you and you do need some healing you would like some healing particularly i i I feel like that whole area of particularly just mental health and fatigue if you would like, I felt like there was a, like a heat coming over the top of my head as we were praying just then. Um, I felt like the Holy Spirit was saying, I'm, I, I want to just bring my kingdom to that. Who, who's just feeling a little bit mentally fatigued right now? Just, just pop your hand up. You know, I, 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 can you pop, keep, keep it up for me? For those people who've got their hands up, those people that don't have their hands up, can you just look at those who do? There's, and, and just come around them and let the Holy Spirit fill you with, with prayer and words for their mental health. And that fatigue would lift and strength would return and vitality and clarity of mind. So um, there's two, two more. He, so Corey down here and there and up the back, uh, over here, here. I think I saw someone else. Up the back there. So guys, uh, just, just go and be the hands and feet of Jesus right now. That's it. In twos and threes. In twos and threes. That's it. And I'm, uh, that's it. As you're just moving towards them. I bless you in Jesus' name to minister in the power of the Spirit. In the power of the Spirit. Thank you, Father.